Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Detour Life. Detour Life is a game changer for both family law professionals and clients alike. Detour Life is an innovative online program which guides clients to easily input and organize the exhaustive document and financial disclosure process and provides professionals with streamlined and secure case management. In addition, Detour Life has comprehensive client onboarding, a secure document repository, income and expense sync, parenting plan agreement features, and much more. I use Detour Life myself, and honestly, one of my favorite features, and one that my clients love as well, is that they can securely link all of their financial accounts directly to the Detour Life platform so that their information is automatically uploaded and updated as time goes on. So whether you're getting a divorce or are a divorce professional, I urge you to check it out yourself. Go to Detour Life, that's D-T-O-U-R dot L-I-F-E, and sign up for their free 14-day trial. Then use code SUSAN20 to get 20% off the cost of subscription. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. People write things like, my betrayal happened 40 years ago and I can still feel the hate. We know time does not heal this. We're hoping it does. It may lessen it a bit. Betrayal crashes and burns all of it. And it lends itself to creating an entirely new identity. You let go of everything that no longer serves. And you create a version of you so healthy, so strong, so healed, so whole that never would have had the opportunity to show up had that not happened. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today we have Dr. Debbie Silver back with us. I'm so happy to have her back with us. I asked her quite a while ago to come back because we have so much to talk about. So thank you so much, Dr. Debbie. Uh, Thank you. So looking forward to our conversation again. Yes, I think this is the third time we've we've been able to talk on a podcast and you were one of, um, oh gosh, I think within the first couple of months when Divorce and Beyond started back in September, we passed 100 episodes. Your episode has always been a top 10 betrayal, you know, dealing with the, the betrayal and post-betrayal syndrome, which is your specialty. You've, you actually coined the phrase. And um, I think it is something that really resonates, obviously, in the divorce space. It's such an unfortunate and common phenomenon. Lately, I have been talking to, and I don't know if it's a, a symptom of COVID on top of everything or mental health, which we are, we're all struggling through COVID and the pandemic with mental health issues, but I am running into so many people who are stuck in betrayal. And, you know, I just want everyone to see for those who are watching the video, Dr. Debbie has two of her most recent books, Trust Again, 
um, overcoming betrayal and regaining health, confidence, and happiness. And then just within what past three, four weeks, not even last week. What last week? Oh my goodness. So by the time this post <laughs> this airs in November, it'll be a couple of weeks. From hardened to healed, the effortless path to release resistance, get unstuck, and create a life you love. These are just these are resonating with me so much because I'm talking to people who are hardened, not healed. So that's what I'd like to talk to you about. We're going to talk more about the books, but you know, let's, let's dive in because I really remember what brought you back to me and really resonates in my head when people are just telling me these stories of the betrayal in their life. And then, you know, noting that it was eight years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, why do we get stuck there? What is it about betrayal that gets us stuck? It's not a great place to be. No, it's not at all. And, and it's interesting because on the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, and this is how I learned and I share, you know, we've all heard time heals all wounds. I have the proof that that's not true because there's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And Susan, I'll tell you, people write things like my betrayal happened 40 years ago and I can still feel the hate. My betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. I feel gutted. So we know time does not heal this. And we, 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 we're hoping it does. It may lessen it a bit, but until and unless you look at the opportunity, and I'm saying opportunity because betrayal crashes and burns all of it and gives you an opportunity to, and it lends itself to creating an entirely new identity where you, you keep the parts you love, you let go of everything that no longer serves, and you create a version of you so healthy, so strong, so healed, so whole, that never would have had the opportunity to show up had that not happened. But what happens is, and I believe we've spoken about the five stages, happy to go through them again. People find themselves in stage three, that's where they stay. And then they start getting all these benefits from staying there, and then it becomes a way of life. Well, that's, and that's, so let's just run through the five stages quickly so that people know what they are. I'm going to link to your original episode on the show because we did go through them pretty, um, in pretty deep detail, but let's just mm -hmm. run through them. So they know what you mean when you say stage three. When this showed up in, as a discovery, it was so exciting because now there's a roadmap, truly a roadmap to heal. So stage one is before it happens. So if you imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, what I saw with everybody was this heavy lean on the physical and the mental. So only two legs of the, the table, ignoring the emotional and the spiritual. Two legs of a table, easy for that table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, the scariest of all of the stages. And this is like where the person takes the mask off and says, this is who I've been this whole time. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, the worldview. So the shock of it ignites the stress response. Now you're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind, you cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. And your worldview is shattered. That prevents chaos. It governs you. And in a moment, what are the rules? They've all been destroyed. No more rules. So the bottom is bottomed out. But if the bottom were to bottom out, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything to stay safe and stay alive. That's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. The most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Here's the problem. This is the trap. Once you've figured out how to survive, because it feels so much better, 
than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you think it's good. So you start settling there. And because we have no idea there's a stage four and stage five, transformation doesn't even begin until stage four, we start planting roots and four things start to happen. The first thing is we get those small self-benefits. You get to be right. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. You get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to. You don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Can I trust you? Should I trust you? I forget it. I'm not trusting anybody. So you plant deeper roots. Now that you're here longer than you should, you start doing some thinking, right? Like energy attracts like energy, right? So now you're, and, and you're, you're thinking here, your thinking becomes, well, maybe I deserved it. Maybe I'm not all that great. Maybe this, maybe that deeper roots. And then the mind starts attracting people and circumstances and play and relationships towards you to confirm, yep, this is where you belong. Deeper roots. The misery loves company crowd comes around now too. Oh yeah. Deeper roots. It gets worse. I'll get you out of here because it feels so bad, but we don't know there's anything better. Stage four, stage five. Here's where you resign yourself. You're like, well, this is as good as it's going to get, but this stinks. So right here is where you start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, anything to numb, avoid, distract yourself from what's so painful to feel or face. So think about it. You do that for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years. And I can see someone 20 years out and say that emotional eating you're doing or that drinking you're doing or that eating, you know, that, that numbing, whatever the, the, the wine you're drinking, whatever. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? They would say, are you crazy? It happened 20 years ago. But do you see all they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Then it becomes just a way of life. If you're willing to let go of the small self benefits, grieve more than the loss, a few things you need to do. You move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo my experience, but I can control what I do with it. And I always use the example of if you were to move to a new house, office, condo, apartment, you don't take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent the, the version of you that you want to that you want to be, become. And what I saw was if your friends weren't there for you, you don't take them with you. You've just outgrown them. The other thing is we start turning down the stress response. So this is a, this is big because now we haven't tipped the scales to healing just yet, but at least we stopped the destruction and the massive damage we're causing. When we're making this our kind of mental home, and we're good with it, we move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. We we didn't, we were surviving. We weren't thinking about that. Now we now we are. Our minds are healing. You know, we're making new rules, we're making new boundaries based on our experience. And we have a new worldview based on what we see so clearly now. And the four legs of the table, it was all about the physical and the mental in the beginning. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. I love the five stages because, and, and, and it makes so much sense. And for me, you know, the thing that I see in this and the thing that I see, particularly in my world, which is divorce. And usually the betrayal is either somebody has cheated on somebody in an extramarital affair, or we see a lot of financial infidelity in the world that we, especially the world we are in now. Um, and in that stage three, 
where people are stuck, right? You know, where they're hardened into stage three. They are so focused still on the other person. They are so focused on, I mean, they can recite to you in utter detail, you know, from years ago, the conversation that they had or how they found out or all the bad things that the other person did. And there's very little self-awareness. Yeah. It's, it's so tragic when I hear that because the, the emotional, the energetic investment in the other is being so wasted because all, think about it, best case scenario, we have 100% of our energy. If we're spending 50, 60, 70, 80% on them, we only have the remainder to spend on our healing. And I know it, I hear someone telling their story and I know that well-rehearsed story that they have shared thousands of times. And it's become like a badge of honor who they are. And here's the thing, I get it. They have every right to stay stuck. They were blindsided. The person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. The one who gave them a sense of safety and security was the very one to destroy it. I get it. I I was betrayed by the very people I gave all my trust to, my family, my husband, understand. And I would have gotten sympathy from everybody I told my story to. It was also destroying my health, destroying my life, keeping me stuck. Who wants to hear that after a while? Your friends want to be there for you. But then it gets to a point where it's like, listen, I don't have a lot of free time and it's you're only dragging me down. And more importantly, you've been through the worst of it already. You owe it to yourself to heal. I didn't do anything different than anybody else couldn't do. All I did was do something good with something bad. When you exchange that story for another one that serves you so much better, think about it. It's a better story. You become the hero or the heroine of your story. You get your health back. You boost your immune system. You stop that accelerated aging you were doing. You get opportunities that you never would have had had you not given that up. Because when you're carrying around, it's like a 500 pound boulder of pain and your arms are are heavy and your hands are carrying this thing. Well, when you put it down, well, now you can see what's in front of you. You have access to things you never would have. So although you have every right to keep the story going, it's at your own expense. Such a critical point right there that it's at your own expense Mm -hmm. and you are perpetuating your own misery because it is misery. It is a horrible, I mean, I've I've been there too. I know you've been there personally. You share Mm -hmm. that very eloquently and it's it, but it is so hard to let go of. And what I just heard you saying, and I want my, my listeners to hear this is in what you said is you become the hero or the heroine. So you just change the focus from what they did to you. And now the focus goes on, you know, the light is shining and the opportunity is there. Well, and I'll even take it a step further. Betrayal lends itself to creating an entirely new identity. Creating a new identity is big time stuff. And what happens is you let go of everything that no longer serves and you you embrace qualities 
that you that that you you want to embrace and become. Like for example, here's a, it's a silly example, but it'll show you what I mean. I was such a such a driver, you know, always working so hard and trying so hard and so hard on myself. And notoriously, I just get lost wherever I go. I just do. So I allow myself extra time because it's just what's going to happen, right? And I would be so hard on myself and call myself names and this and that. And after my betrayal, it was just one of those things as I was creating this new identity. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be so hard on myself anymore. What's the point of that? So I decided all of those things that I used to get so angry and used to berate myself and get so hard on myself about, now I'm simply adorable. <laughs> so <laughs> when I... When I do those things, I'm just adorable and the entire family has to go along with it. So constantly I am doing things that the old me would have been so angry about. And the new me is like, you know what? You're just adorable. And what's amazing is everything has crashed and burned. You get to become this version of you that never would have had the ability to show up had that not happened. So Spending all your time rehashing and going over, first of all, it's making you sick. More importantly, it's keeping you stuck. And most importantly, the only thing it can do is create more of the same. I always say that divorce is an opportunity, right? You know, that, and it's very similar to what you're saying here. You're saying betrayal is this opportunity if that had not happened. And it is, right? We don't have that many opportunities in life to re to create a whole new future, to start from whole cloth or to, to build whole cloth. And, you know, I, I believe that people truly want to, you know, let's just talk about from hardened to healed. Mm -hmm. This book came out one week ago. How many different bestseller lists did it, has it eight. ended up on eight bestseller lists before it even actually launched, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. They want yeah. to heal. We don't want to stay stuck. We just don't know how. And we get so caught up. And then what happens is the thoughts we infuse some feeling behind it. Now we have some neurochemicals going on. It becomes a, a habit. And then once it becomes a habit, your mind only wants to prove you right. So now imagine we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, but 80% of them are negative. So take some version of, uh, you know, life stinks or I'm not worthy or whatever, take a low number, 30,000, right? You have some version of some negative thought 30, 40,000 times a day, right? So now it's almost like your mind's like, oh, I didn't know you want to keep this going as a, as you know, a, a, a thought. Don't worry, go about your business. I got this running as a subconscious program. Then your mind only, only wants to prove you're right. So you find this confirming evidence to support the belief. So all it does is keep confirming more and more and more of it. And when these are the thoughts you're thinking, and this is you know, this is the, the habit and these are the actions. All of those people, like I was saying before, the misery loves company crowd, th they'll join right in. And then it confirms this is how people are. This is the way it is. I can't hope for anything better. You see through this lens and that's all you see. You know, there's that the RAS reticulator, reticular activating system, something like that. RAS. Anyway, it's like when you want to buy a blue car and that's all you see on the road, same thing. If that's what you're thinking, that is all you will find, period. And so it's it's only when we say this story has served me in that 
I realized I deserve something better. I'm going to do something good with something bad. I'm going to turn this trauma and transformation. And it's trauma well served. But just to keep going with the story, that's not fair to you. Hey, it's Kate Anthony over at the Divorce Survival Guide. Susan said it would be okay to pop in and talk to you really quickly about my new program, the Divorce Survival Program. See what I did there? Look, once you've decided to get a divorce, you may feel a sense of relief. The decision is finally made. But at the same time, you're likely feeling a sense of foreboding of what's ahead. There's a huge mountain left to climb, and if you've never gotten divorced before, especially divorced with kids, there's a lot that you don't know. You need a deep dive into the divorce process, STAT. That's why you're listening to this podcast right now. That's also why I created the Divorce Survival Program. In the Divorce Survival Program, you'll learn how to have the most difficult conversations of your life with your husband, your children, friends, families, and even nosy neighbors. You'll learn how to set healthy boundaries in high and low conflict divorces. You'll learn how the legal and financial processes really work whether you should or can seek support, and you'll be taken through the process of emotional healing. And of course, you'll learn how to start dating on the other side. In this one-of-its-kind program, I bring together top experts from around the country, including the amazing Susan Guthrie, who share their wisdom in exclusive interviews not available anywhere else. And of course, there are over 20 videos in which I speak directly to you, answering your most pressing questions. The Divorce Survival Program is a self-paced online program available for purchase now at divorcesurvivalprogram.com. And if you use the code SUSAN, you'll get $50 off the already super low price now through the end of the year. Again, that's divorcesurvivalprogram.com and use the code SUSAN when you check out. And now back to Susan's amazing episode. Stay tuned for more from my chat with Dr. Debbie Silver, who's here to help you move beyond that betrayal and find trust and love again. This is the most devastatingly painful experience I have to move through, but I will for my own sake, for my child's sake, for my future, for my health. Easy later. Woo! Look at me. I've moved from sadness to anger to pity to compassion. I am at that five stage and beyond. Go me. If you are enjoying this episode, check out my interview with top divorce attorney, Holly Davis, as we discuss the intersection of divorce and fraud. We're also talking about when we're talking about fraud is deception, purposeful obfuscation or confusion, or just forgetting to tell someone or purposely not telling someone something that you're doing that causes them financial or legal detriment. We're not just talking about disagreeing with your spouse shopping at Whole Foods versus your local grocery store. We're talking about tens of thousands of dollars moving away that otherwise would have been sitting there for you to divide up in your divorce. And now we return to today's show. So what is it that flips the switch? What is it for people that gets them to say, I'm going to stop this continuous loop? I think it's two words and it's going to sound ultra simple and, and like I'm simplifying it. And I, and I am, I'm not saying the process is that simple, but it really is decision and willingness. That's it. That's it. When you decide I have fueled this story and all it's given me for way too long, 
decision. And then the willingness to say, even though I'm getting all these benefits, even though I get sympathy, even though I have a very well rehearsed story, who cares? I want my life back. I want my health back. I want new opportunities. I want to do something really good with it. I really believe it's those two words that change it all. It sounds so simple, right? But you've, you've actually built an entire program, which is the only one that I know of that, that even comes close to addressing this issue. Yeah, we've, uh, we built an entire institute around it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The post-betrayal, the PBT post-betrayal transformation institute. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have our certified coaches. They are all certified at the five stages, but they're coming in with expertise in addiction and chronic pain and narcissism and divorce and reconciliation, you know, and our signature programs and a very unique community to lift and inspire. Um, there's no in an awful club. We just don't do that. It just keeps you stuck. So everything is about how do you, what stage are you coming in at? Are you coming in at a stage two? Are you coming in at a stage three? Okay, great. It doesn't matter how long you've been there. Let's move you to stage four, stage five and beyond. So is there a graduate, I'm just curious, is there a graduation ceremony when people hit stage five? You know, it's actually, it's, that's when they get more of me. My favorite piece, our coaches are brilliant at the, the, the trauma, the deep trauma stuff. My wheelhouse is the transformation because what happens is when you're at that stage four, stage five, now you're ready for that new body, that new business, that relationship. And that's, that's where, and I'm very intuitive. So that's where I will work personally with someone and say, okay, now that you see this new version of yourself that never would have shown up had that not happened, what are we ready for now? And oh, it is so exciting. I have seen new businesses get birthed, new people have moved, new relationships. That's, that's my favorite piece. Oh, I can only imagine, right? It's like Christmas every day or, or you know, it's, yeah. it's exciting. And, you know, I, I can't believe people don't want that. I just, I wonder, you and I were talking and I just last week had um, a guest on the show and we were talking, um, her name's Holly Davis. She's an attorney. We were talking about a high profile divorce that's been playing out in the news. I just was telling you about it. The um, Ben and Juliana Zobrist case which was, it has an element of what I call the typical betrayal, which is the adultery. Um, but in this particular case, it also involved the couple's um, pastor, their, their religious leader. Um, and so it was almost a double betrayal. Mm -hmm. And does that, you know, compound it? Because unfortunately, it kind of led to a scorched earth mentality on the part of the person who was betrayed was that, you know, if I'm going down, we're all going down, including our kit, right? I'm going to put this all out there in the world and everybody can be embarrassed or whatever, vilified or whatever that is. I, I, I hate saying like degrees of trauma or levels, but it all stinks, right? None of it's any good. When someone, I mean, I live so simply, if it's going to hurt, don't do it, period, end of story. And, and I'm always shocked and amazed <laughs> that other people don't live by those same rules. So while yes, it's another level of shattered trust, it's another person you put your trust in and without your awareness or consent, they broke the rules. So yes, and yes, you'd have sympathy from everybody that you tell your story to. And yes, it's horrible. And yes, it's awful. 
that's all you get at the end of the day. You get your story. Now, the downside of, of it is now you have children involved who like they're going down with this. Now your health's going down with this. Now you're wiring yourself to stay stuck and keep this story alive, giving the other people way more power than they deserve, which is only taking away from yourself, your healing, your transformation. So I, I really would invite anybody who's in that space to say, yes, even though you have every right to be bitter, angry, resentful, even though you were wronged, even though it was hateful, harmful, hurtful, I get it, even though you deserve to heal. And I know it's the, it's so hard because we get so much, but it's, it's, you know, I have a saying and I've been saying it 30 years and it applies to every single thing. I don't know if I said it on one of the last times we spoke, but my entire community knows it. I'm going to share it with you. Easy now, hard later, hard now, easy later, take your pick. It's going to be one of those two. You can apply it to every single area of life and see that it fits. In this case, it's easy now. Hard later, and you're saying, what the heck? Easy now? Yes, easy now. I'm angry. I'm going to throw that anger on you. Hard later. It's still there. You're not any better than you were, right? Hard now. This is the most devastatingly painful experience I have to move through, but I will for my own sake, for my child's sake, for my future, for my health. Easy later. Whew, look at me. I've moved from sadness to anger to pity to compassion. I am at that five stage and beyond. Go me. Go me. There's there's a quote we're going to be using in this. <laughs> you know, I wonder too, and you know, because we're humans and we are not perfect ourselves. Is there any element to the process that requires us to look inward? to having maybe played a role in what has happened for us? Yeah, you know, I, I, I love this and, I, and I'm so glad you brought it up. And there are some people who take it to such an extreme where it's like take full responsibility and you want to take responsibility for where you were, who you were, what was going on, of course. That does not excuse that behavior at all. A hundred bazillion percent right there. What I will say, though, is the part you want to take responsibility for is what about that? Were you could you could you do differently better next time? And, and what I mean is, were you believing you weren't lovable, worthy and deserving? Do you recognize now you need better boundaries in place? Whatever it was for you, it is such a beautiful opportunity to learn a profound lesson that that betrayal was there to teach. Like example, for example, it was my family and then my husband, right? So I looked at those two experiences and I'm like, you know what? I never had boundaries in place. It was always about everybody else. I wasn't even on my own list. So the, the responsibility piece was, oh, now I am. And, and beautiful, that's the responsibility. But like, it's our fault? No, not at all, not at all. Will, and I love you make the distinction because I think this is where people get very upset with the idea of moving forward, letting it, letting it go. People, will, when you say to someone, you need to let it go, you need to move on, you need to, you know, what we're, I think people are trying to say is you need to get unstuck, 
you for you need to go to a, get into a better place. But what Mm -hmm. they hear is somehow it's not that other person's fault somehow anymore. And what you're very clearly saying is, oh, no, 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 no. That is their fault. They, there's nothing that excuses that bad behavior or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that they did to betray your trust. But there may have been certain things that put you in that place to be betrayed. A hundred percent. Again, that's the opportunity. But even though it happened to you, it's not about you. This was their decision, you know, their uh, hole, their lack, whatever it was, it has nothing to do with you. And it is not your fault. However, coming out of a situation like that and not using it as a beautiful opportunity to say, you know what? My needs matter. You know, better boundaries need to be in place. You know, I am going to take care of myself. That's the gift. I mean, when everything crashes and burns, how do you not look at that and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to build something so much better, so much stronger. At the very least, you build this version of you that is so strong, right? Healing and rebuilding is always a choice. And I may have shared this before, whether you rebuild yourself and move on, that's what I did with my family. It wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you build something entirely new from the ground up new with the person who hurt you. And that's what I did with my husband. So not long ago, We married each other again as two completely transformed people. I can promise you um, there's no chance I ever would have done that if I wasn't totally different and for sure if he wasn't either. That's, I, I I was getting around to that part of your story because one of the things that I so consistently hear from my listeners is that one of the most important things that the podcast episodes do for them is it lets them know there is hope. And it lets them know that there's a future and there's another side to this. And they say it's when, you know, they see me who's come through and I share about what I've been through and my guests do. And your story of the Phoenix rising from the ashes is is incredible, right? You remarried the person who betrayed your trust and who started you on part partially started you on some of this journey and look, and anyone who's watching the video can see you and who knows Dr. Debbie. I mean, this is a woman who is fully in charge of her own life, owns her own story. And, um, you know, I just love it. I love it. And, and thank you. And he's, he's become my absolute biggest supporter. Think about it. Like, think about it. An entire Institute books, you know, have all been birthed off of the pain he caused, right? Now that's a hard one. If you, if you don't wake up from your experience on that end, you you could never, you could never get behind and support that mission, right? Right. So yeah, clearly, you know, he's, he's transformed. Uh, And if not, I, I just, I never would have married him again. and never would, you know, this just wouldn't be happening because this was meant to happen because of that. Right. You know, there was no way there was no way I was going to stay stuck. But here's the thing, though. I, I didn't do anything anybody else couldn't do. You're you're looking at whatever mess has been created and you look at it from a standpoint of, OK, this can absolutely consume me and drown me. And, and I get it. And it does. And it's the most painful thing ever. And I will. But then you make that commitment. I will slowly 
consistently and, and uh, without fail, every single moment I can move through this to the best of my ability. You are only moving in one of two directions. You're moving closer or further from the body, health, life, lifestyle you want. So if you look at this experience and say, what minuscule action can I take to just move me closer to seeing things a bit more clearly from getting out of this trauma, from just you know healing physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and you will. And you will. I mean, that's, so I, I, there's so much hope in everything that you're saying for people. And I'm so glad that we were, you know, that you came back on because I just, it's really, it's hurt my heart to talk to so many people lately. You know, have you seen like COVID just bringing about more of this for people? It's just seems so, so predominant lately that people are stuck in stage three. Yeah. Well, you know what, it, it, think about it. COVID gave us an opportunity to spend a lot of time with ourselves <laughs> and, and right, all the numbing and distracting and avoiding there's that's heightened too, but it's, it's spending more time with a partner, with ourselves, whatever it is. And, and as we confront, you know, as we confront these things, we, we can crack right open. Right. But the numbing is, is also that's taken on new levels and new heights because we have less distraction. Yeah. You know, it's like if we could, let's say, leave our house for the day and get away from ourselves and all of our stuff for a while. And now we're home. We're like, oh, you know, so we, we want to numb as much as we can. But yeah, I'm going to give you a little analogy because, you know, I'm big on analogies. It doesn't go away when we do that. And, and imagine here like a picture, a messy room, like a messy garage, you know, you think it's not buying for your attention, but it is. You don't want to go in there. And if you have to, you like, you're like, okay. And you just grab what you need and you leave. Right. But then think about it. There's this one day where you're like, you know, that's it. I'm going in and you roll up your sleeves, you grab all your garbage bags, whatever it is. And you're like, I'm going to donate this. I'm going to toss this. I'm going to fix that. Whatever. Now think about what happens at first. It's worse. It's worse. Cause stuff is everywhere. All over the place. Right. Yeah. And then you donate, you toss, you go to fix and, and you get your fancy boxes, whatever. And you put back what's left. Think about what happens next. You stand there. You are feeling so good. So empowered. You like want to invite friends over, like, look at my garage. Why? Because you dove in there and you did the work. That's why you feel that sense of empowerment, of that personal power. You don't feel that way when you're numbing, avoiding, distracting. You can't. So the only way to it is through it. That is the only way to, to move through this kind of thing. So the numbing, avoiding, distracting is like that messy garage that you think isn't buying for your attention, but it is. Well, so folks get out of the garage. It's time or, <laughs> and it's time to go from hardened to healed. So one of the things you and I just talked about, I want to make sure people know you very kindly said you would send out a signed copy to one listener. So I was thinking maybe the best way for someone to win would be to post on Instagram tag, Dr. Debbie, which is at uh, Debbie Silver. And mm -hmm, yep. tag at Susan Guthrie ESQ, and I'll pick one out of the hat. And Dr. Debbie very kindly has said she's going to send you a copy of her bestseller. Um, you can also get it on Amazon. I know where else can you get the book? I'm going to throw in one better. I'm going to also include a copy of Trust Again. Yay! Let's do that. Yes. Right? Oh, no, people, now you're getting the. 
I was going to say trifecta, but it's the bifecta. All right. You want a trifecta? Oh, she's I'm doing it. Also, the unshakable woman. Her bestseller <laughs> number one. Yay. You guys, this is amazing. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm excited for all of you, everybody. So now you absolutely have to post on um, Instagram, say something about the podcast, the episode, Dr. Debbie, how this has helped you give a quote, whatever works for you, but just tag Dr. Debbie and tag me. I'll put this all in the show notes and, you know, check out, I will have links to the post-betrayal transformation Institute to all of Dr. Debbie's books, all of her information. Um, and th just thank you, Dr. Debbie. I so appreciate your taking the time to come on when I reached out to you for this. And I, I know this episode is going to help some people go from hardened to healed and to trust again. So uh thank you it's always so much fun to talk to you and thanks for the work you do oh and you thank you thank you for joining me today on the divorce and beyond podcast i hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey please join me every monday at 6 a.m eastern standard time for a new episode and if you like the show please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on itunes you can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the youtube channel transcripts of the episodes and other bonus content so i'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond Thank you.